Okay, welcome to the Friday Ascension Pathway Community Call. And so I was um, I'm offering that. If anybody wants to pray in, I'm so willing, I'm always willing, but I definitely want to offer that to anybody else because I feel it's really wonderful to do in a group. And it's, anyhow, so I want to share that with everybody. All right. Um, I, I was, I was, I had to restart my computer right before, and my this this poem popped up that that was written that I don't think I wrote. That I was going to start my my the prayer with that, and uh, and I'll, I'll say R instead of mine. Because I think it's mine. They are. Because I want to include everybody in this prayer. Because I know we are one. So, our secret talent may yet to be discovered. Maybe right now. Oh, but maybe right now, right at this moment, we are doing that. We are allowing that, whatever it is to be. However it seems, without deciding how it needs to be, look, progress, or develop. As it surfaces, as it is seen, valued, and shows up, we are able to discover as well a willingness to enjoy, be happy with, and even cherish not only what arises, but the process of discovery, how it is bubbling up, but also the depths in which it has been hiding, hidden, buried, or huddling, afraid to surface. But now we are open, willing, and loving to all aspects of that process in ourselves and each other as the oppressor and oppressed as well as the nurturer and loving one because all aspects are part of who we seem to be, are becoming and laying aside for we are, we are, I am the chooser. We are, we are gathered here. I can feel it to open our hearts to that which we truly are and are becoming more closer to understanding, closer to realizing, closer to experiencing that in each moment of the day. And every day gives us opportunities to discover that more fully in ourselves, in each other, in our seeming enemies, in our seeming loved ones, all are one. And as we do that, we share 
all that with everyone, with our loved ones and seeming antagonists, everyone, because we are one spirit. And we're bringing that to this time together to share that, to to share openly and discover that in ourselves and in each other. And we are so blessed that we are willing, that we are able, that that is, a, that is not only a possibility, but that is happening. Thank you. Thank you, self, for bringing up these all these possibilities to discover that. Thank you, each other, for helping us to do that. And thank you, God, which is everything, which is all that I mentioned before. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Wow. Thank you so much. I think I pray so much deeper when there's a group. I'm so so grateful for that. So please um, greet each other and welcome yourselves and announce yourselves, please. Hi, it's Claire from Michigan. Hi, this is Anna Marie from New York. It's Rich from Oklahoma City. Hi, this is Kazi from New Mexico. Hi, it's Karen from New York. Hi, it's Mary Christine from Long Beach. Hi, this is Lars from Germany. I think that's everyone. Um, I'm just going to remind because I heard that I I was hearing some background noise, so I don't definitely don't want to. Um, all those people, I want to include everybody in this call, and so I would like it to be a, a good recording so that people who aren't on this call or even each other, we can listen again and get more out of it and it would be helpful for not don't have the distractions of noise. So please, um anybody um with um anything to share, please. Wow. So um I'm just curious, has anybody done that the um I just listened uh last night about when Jennifer mentioned the willingness. Did anybody uh do that this week? And notice what came up for them or have anything to share? Carla, it's Karen. Could you um Kind of recap when when was that sharing? Was that in our class <laughs> last week or just in general? You're just talking about willingness in general. 
Well, I thought it was last week, but um, my phone, I just, Jennifer mentioned, like, um, to to tell yourself the willingness things that you tell yourself every day and then notice how how you feel when you do that. When you do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Um no, I don't specifically, <laughs> but um just in terms of willingness, uh what's coming mm-hmm. to mind is uh I've really been focusing on what I'm choosing, you know, these this past week or two, um, and really kind of feeling more into the power uh, and the responsibility, you know, uh, that I really am and can uh, choose uh, what I'm experiencing and my perceptions of things and how I'm feeling in each moment and. Uh, there's been, you know, a few situations that have come up, you know, in the past week where uh, it seemed so justified to be either in fear or anger or upset. And, um, you know, I was telling one of my prayer partners uh, the other last night or something, uh, just yesterday we had uh, a long-awaited new oven uh, delivered, and we had been waiting for this oven for about eight weeks so it came and um uh i noticed that it had a a buzzing sound to it and it was also broken it wasn't working um so i could see i could feel this kind of upset starting and you know the thoughts coming in like oh we've waited eight weeks and what's this buzzing you know just all of that and um and then just it seemed by grace, you know, it just came in the the opportunity uh, or the remembrance like, oh, we have a choice here. You know, you can choose, I can choose to stay with this very familiar, seemingly justified line of thought, which is making me feel, you know, terrible, or I can, you know, look at this really as an opportunity. And there was that little, um, you know, resistance to jumping over into a different line of thinking because again it just seems so justified uh why would i be upset you know if if there's not good reason but then you know just that willingness to like oh well this is you know what i've been asking for this is you know the answered prayer as we call it uh the uh, this is the opportunity to practice and to to really choose to be in peace to choose peace instead of you know my my thoughts and uh you know these other thoughts not even my thoughts you know these other thoughts and so i've been finding you know willingness has been has been coming in more and more um in relation to you know what will i choose what will i choose to experience in this moment and um yeah it kind of feels like that muscle is growing. But I was just so grateful, you know, to <clears throat> to f- um, catch it earlier um, uh, before kind of really going a little bit away with, um, you know, the, the negative feelings and thoughts, you know, to open up to, oh, right, there's a choice here. And just, you know, 
seeing how willing how willing am I and to just kind of and lay down you know the old way of being and to really be willing to choose peace give up my ideas and desires about how things you know should be and how I think they should be in the moment Beautiful, excellent example. It's I I would like this is Anna Marie. I I just would like to uh, mention something about this willingness. I tried to listen to last week's uh, Ascension Pathway with Jennifer, and I find the sound is so low; it's so difficult to hear. And I know she. I was trying to write down the willingness. Uh, items that she listed then then at that time and i just could not uh, catch catch what she says and also it's not written out anywhere so i find that's a little bit uh, difficult situation and i just figured i i just make do with what i have you know Did anybody else listen to the replay of that? Because I did not hear the original class. Yes, this is Claire. I did listen to it again because I wanted to um, write down the prayer by Aurelia Louise Jones, The Time Is Now. And um, I I did not have that problem with the... I I could hear it just fine, so not sure what that's about. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. This is Kazi, and sometimes if you just try it again, it the sound sometimes can get garbled, and if you try it again, it's fine. So you might try that, Anna Marie, and see if it's All right, comes thank you, through. Gabby. You know, just try that, yeah. Okay, thank you. So uh, this is Rich in Oklahoma. Uh I'm out walking, so if it, if the, uh, the sound is a problem, let me know. But it's very quiet out here, except for the birds singing. So uh, anyhow, with regard to willingness, I wanted to share uh, an event that kind of occurred around uh, my enrollment and on the uh, Pray and Clear program that Jennifer put out. I don't know if any of the others of you have done that or not. But when it first came up, I didn't know much about it. I thought, well, that. 40 days, that sounds great. I just signed up. And then I guess it was the day before yesterday when the first notice came out and the first thing that, or one of the things that she wanted to do was to give up sugar. You know, I'm going, wow, give up sugar, you know. And uh, so I had been thinking about giving up, you know, desserts and sweets and things like that. But then Jennifer went on talking about, uh, well, all kinds of sugar, you know. So you've got to stay away from processed foods. I picked up a can of uh, diced tomatoes and three grams of sugar, so that's out. And I had this uh, sense of a couple things. One is like, hey, I didn't buy into this when I signed up. I didn't know it was going to be this. And uh, and then secondly, just like, I don't know if I want to do this. And I found myself really losing my peace rapidly. And I went off to, uh, well, and Karen and I discussed it a little bit, but went off to my yoga class with uh, with the prayer of, asking for guidance about this, how can I 
regain my peace. And uh, I'm doing yoga, which I've done for quite a while, but, you know, I have yet, uh, you know, I'm not that great at it. But anyhow, the yoga instructor, we're doing a pose and saying, well, you know, this is the pose. If you want a little something a little harder, more challenging, you can do this. If you want something a little harder, you can do this. But do whatever is comfortable for you and uh and be be at peace with it so i thought wow that's a that's a a message and then i was out listening to one of jennifer's classes walking the same day and jennifer in elaborating on it says so anyhow you might be interested in doing this you can do it the way i do it you can do it the way you do it you can do it right now you can do it later do whatever is comfortable for you <laughs> there's another message and then i talked to one of my prayer partners and kind of got the same message so uh, I thought, well, that's three messages from higher Holy Spirit self about staying at peace by, instead of necessarily doing what somebody else suggests, do what, use it as guidance, but also use your own sense of what you want to do, what you, what guidance tells you to do, and move forward with that. So I'm quite at peace with that now, and uh, just doing what, and as we talked with my prayer partner, talked about you know, being mindful about anything that has sugar as you put it in your mouth and just say, does this feel comfortable, does this feel at peace, or does this feel upsetting and out of alignment with divine will. So it's a big experiment, and uh, I'm grateful for it. So that's that's my report. Yeah, I love that, Rich, about, you know, um, uh, taking the direction, but then also being open to uh, to what's true, you know, and, and right for you. And, um, yeah, I think, you know, that sounds like, you know, really tuning in and um, honing that ability and willingness to hear the guidance from within. Right. I actually, when I got that first day, I was so happy and surprised that she um, suggested giving up sugar because uh, that has been in the back of my mind for quite a long time. Because I, I, you know, I eat a very, a pretty good diet, but I just love my cookies and cake. Mm-hmm. And chocolate, and at work, at the place where I work, there's always tons of uh, candies and cakes. People are always baking and bringing things in, and um, so that's kind of like been, you know, in the back of my mind, thinking like, oh, this would really be something that would support me, you know, would be loving. And mm-hmm. I've done it in the past, mm-hmm. and and then fall, you know, and then gone back. So I really found that supportive. But, you know, it's funny, I I didn't pick up on the, you know, looking at labels and, and um, mm-hmm. you know, eliminating all that. <laughs> I just I just went, okay, okay, I guess that bag of chocolate chips I've been eating, that that will have to yeah. wait for, yeah. you know, something well, else. And then, yeah. yeah, and then I went to my I sister had the, I yesterday. Had, yeah. Go ahead. I had the same, same experience with uh, having been thinking, especially after the holidays and We've been with our kids for months now, and we're just back home. And it's like, yeah, I could, I could give up that. But then when I read, read it, she's saying basically all processed food really has sugar in it, so just stay away from processed food. 
which I'm thinking that's really changing the process. And then the other the other awareness that came to me is that we're going to go for eight days on Monday to visit Karen's sister and her family in Park City. And so I'm already vegetarian, so I'm thinking that's really too much to ask them. To go out and say, here I am, I'm your guest, I'm vegetarian, and I can't eat any sugar, so no processed food. <laughs> so then i got to examine that belief, whether that's really true or not, or whether they would really mind or not. I don't know, I'm still exploring that, but that's a, <clears throat> certainly a limiting belief that, that I want to uh, examine and probably release, but examine at least. more clear once you get there and you right. get in the moment and see right. what actually right. is, is happening. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, it could be that they would welcome that. I mean, it's very it's possible. They say, well, right. yeah, I was thinking about that too, or that they could find it to be uncomfortable or whatever, but given what I came to peace with is just essentially wait until we get to the to the situation and ask for guidance and uh, you know, the ego plan, so no need to plan mm-hmm. about it. Just wait for God. Mm-hmm. And who knows, they could just be inspired, you know, uh, shopping before you get there to get all sorts of whole foods and healthy stuff. And oh, they'll they'll definitely do that because... It'll be no issue know, then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I, I really uh, appreciate having a group to do this sort of thing with because once I read that and I knew, you know, this whole group would be doing it, it was like, okay. And then, you know, I found a brownie in the the cabinet later on. I was like, oh, yay, I'll have this for dessert. And then I was like, oh, no, we're not eating this. uh, That's right. It was fine. It was fine. It's a great accountability. Yeah. 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 And, yeah, I feel uh, much freer already. Mm -hmm. anyone remember the willingness um, conversation from last week's class? I think I may have missed that. I had to leave the class early. Yeah, I remember that class, Karen, but I don't. And she, I thought she said she was going to send the willingness affirmations out, so I kind of think they must be in one of our books, one of our workbooks, but I haven't really gone back and looked for it. Uh, but I think it was just in the context of how to encourage the alignment with divine will and and your own will. And I think it was also, we were talking about the Flames book and Elmora, whatever, the fourth flame, who, who said in order to make a comfortable ascension, you must give up uh, alcohol, recreational drugs, and what was the other, something else. And that was a kind of a discussion point with people in the in the group whether you had to do that or not. Or, and I think Jennifer's thing was, well, you know, it's worth trying. She related, I think, that she had given up alcohol for a year and found that although she didn't feel she was, you know, addicted to it, she found that her her vision was much clearer. She had much more clarity when she wasn't drinking than she was. So I think within that context of willingness to to kind of explore uh, that it came up. Hmm. 
This is Mary Christine. Two things. They're not willingness affirmations. What she was going to spin out was the I am statement that she had revised from the the workbook. And, um, oh, okay. And so that's what she was going to send out. And as far as the will of God, aligning with the will of God, it was out of um, a pathway of roses. It was out of the pathway of roses in Chapter 2. It's one paragraph. Do you want me to read it? Yeah, sure. Yes, please. <laughs> okay. Christian Lars, uh, let me do the... Okay. I'll, it's actually two paragraphs because I'm going to read what she said before. Uh, let's look at this. We're having this conversation in the year two class, in the year three class, and hear about the pathway of roses and what Christian Lars is saying about aligning with divine will. That's our first initiation, the willingness to align with divine will. Thy will be done, and to declare it gratefully, thankfully, and joyfully with such release in every area of our life. And as we talked about in the previous classes, I love what Larson says. I'm just going to grab that here. La, la, la. Okay, this is in Chapter 2. Quote, There is a slight dread in the mind of the average person whenever he thinks of entering the uncertainty and the mysteriousness of the seeming void. And as long as things are reasonably well, he does not care to give up to some power he knows nothing of. And the truth of understanding of higher power cannot be found among the many. There are accordingly but a few who can actually declare with whole heart, thy will be done. We frequently pray for God's will to guide us. Nevertheless, we inwardly expect to use our own wills in almost everything we do. But such prayers are not true to the spirit, and therefore they prevent the soul from actually discerning the real meaning of God's will, and also prevent the mind from becoming a perfect channel for the expression of God's will. That's it. Hmm. Thank you. So she says, our mind can become a perfect channel of God's will. And that sounds like that's where the willingness comes in. Uh, right. And the rebelliousness, because we talked about that, too, how mm-hmm. we rebel. Well, what came to mind this morning, it just popped into my head, was, um, you know, in regards to being asked to abstain from certain whatever actions or substances. Um, Yeah, because I know I have abstained from things when asked just, well, yeah, um, like the, I did it, like I abstained, but the attitude, it was more about the attitude. It was, you know, I abstained, but there was, you know, resentment or it just wasn't with the heart of it. And really what came to mind this morning was the heart, I think, of at least how I'm hearing it for me is uh, if being asked to release something or give something up or abstain from something, um, it's more about, you know, how am I approaching it? Uh, what is my attitude? Is it an attitude of um, of openness? of 
you know, willing to, of of willing to kind of expand my idea or my experience, uh, willing to experiment, or am I going to remain so uh, rigidly um, adherent to my own beliefs and the, my own desires? Um, so it, in my mind, it's it's become less about you know the thing and giving it up, like or or even doing something if you're asked to do something, um, but more about yeah, more about just for me, it feels more about being willing to open up a little bit more um, and to consider something maybe different or other than I had considered in the past. And then the object, you know, whether it's giving up the sugar or uh, giving up the alcohol, uh, is not so for front and center. It's more about my my attitude. Um, yeah. So so when I look at it that way, you know, as, as it's more like an invitation to open up and expand my consciousness as opposed to some sort of. Um, you know, to, right. to tell me what to do, then then the willingness within me comes alive. Yeah, I think that's really good, Karen. And because and I, I had come to the conclusion or the thought that it had to do with mindfulness, that it was an invitation to mindfulness. So it's like if you're going to eat sugar, are you mindful of how that affects your body temple? Are you mindful of whatever? And then ask for guidance and make a decision. So... Because if you do that, then I think your um, you know your attitude is right. Then. I mean, you keep your attitude, you keep your peace, you keep your attitude right. Regardless of what you do, you keep your peacefulness, which has got to be the right the validator of the right choice. I I am peaceful. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and it enables us to as you say, remain mindful and become more conscious and aware of what's driving our actions. You know, why am I going for my fourth brownie, you know, or um, as opposed to just kind of going along and and being driven by these unconscious uh, forces within myself. You know, I also think of it Anytime anybody tells me to give up anything, there's there's a wall that goes up. You have to give give this up. And um, in particular, Patricia Cota Robles in one of her interviews with Jennifer was saying something about nobody wants to lose anything. We just don't want to lose anything. So she was specifically talking about say they want to lose 20 pounds. Well, we don't really want to lose anything, so there's a, there's a, there can be a resentment or rebelliousness against losing it, the hippie, instead of just releasing it or offering it as a gift. So maybe, um, I can't remember, is it Karen Brownie? Whoever had the brownie. So maybe yeah. if, I tempted, if I get tempted to have a brownie to to offer it up to God. I offer this brownie up to God. I'll stick it back on the plate or whatever. So that's a new thought that I just picked up this minute. Yeah, and that kind of goes along, I mean, what you just brought up, 
um, brings up uh, the lesson that I am on today. It's uh, I am sustained by the love of God. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it talks about, you know, how we have all these idols. Um, and right. so just in that kind of, you know, in your talking about offering it up, you know, giving it up, uh, giving up the brownies, say, uh, giving up the idol that I've made of it, and that will help me mm-hmm. to actually, actually helps me to come back to what I truly am sustained by. But, yeah, it's true. Like, when we think of it in terms of loss, then, of course, yeah, the, the knee-jerk reaction is to uh, to kind of race against it and, and resist it. But um, if, if I can open up to, well, I, you know, I know we're still in the realm of gain and loss, but it might help to uh, to look instead at what will possibly be gained and what the benefit is as opposed to, you know, the perceived loss. That's a good point, too. I haven't even thought mm-hmm. about the, the benefit and the gain of it. And offering it as a gift. Right. I'm giving you this gift. Here, God, you have the brownie. Um, yeah, I like that. Yeah. We, focus yeah, on the lo- we focus on the loss and we don't focus on the benefit of, of offering it up. No, not we. I do. Mm. You know, it's interesting, uh, stepping into a little bit of a different realm, The uh, people are familiar at all with Jim Prochaska's work in readiness for change and stages of change. He talks about you can get people's attention by scaring them or scaring yourself, but you will never get people to make lasting change out of fear, only out of vision for a better way. And that's why you get people into into groups by scaring them, but you never move them further. Uh, you have to then help help them see what the benefit is, what the vision of a better way is. And then they'll then they'll just automatically change. It'll be it'll be easy then. Yeah, it's like the pain the saying, right? The pain pushes until the vision pulls. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's why I know for me, you know, when I've tried to give up things uh, in this, you know, like sugar, uh, which I have done many times throughout my life during the season of Lent. I grew up as a Catholic. Um, But the emphasis was always on sacrifice, uh, you know, making a sacrifice to God instead of, as you were pointing out, Christine, offering it as a gift and offering and the true gift What's coming to me now is is putting God first and remembering that that is you know what I am who by which I am truly sustained and not by these these uh, other things you know um, that I have uh, come to rely on uh, for whatever you know I feel that they give me. Yes, I was raised Catholic also, and we did the Lent. And it was sacrifice. Mm. It 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 always was taught to me as sacrifice. That this is the least you could do for all Jesus went through during his the last stages before he resurrected. Yeah, so it was uh, done through sacrifice and guilt. <laughs> right to pay for my sins. Yeah. And so now, you know, I can reframe it um, 
as, you know, this is a, a gift of releasing myself from a false idol. And, you know, it's all really for me. It's not for God. It's the benefit is really for me to uh, help me remember uh, the truth of myself and where the true uh, happiness and fulfillment is found. So I'm being pulled by the vision of the true happiness and vision, uh, true happiness and fulfillment. So I can look at it right these next 40 days as uh, I'm not giving up or, or missing out on all of those delicious cupcakes and stuff, but I am actually moving towards the true fulfillment and happiness. <laughs> and so it is. <laughs> and so it is. And you know, it's, it's so interesting about that uh, of the the switching the thought of the vision pulling instead of the pain pushing. I think that probably is if I think of all my habits that I have, that's the worst, or the not the worst. It is the most prevalent to look at the instead of looking at the vision pulling, the habit is. To, automatically nature go to the pain is pushing. Mm. Well, I guess, you know, we're we're transitioning out of that. I know Eckhart Tolle and other um spiritual teachers have spoken about how suffering has been helpful to humanity. Um because oftentimes, you know, if and I think in that passage maybe that you just read, right, if things are going reasonably well, we're kind of happy enough to um, to just kind of go along and really maybe not uh, engage in, in discovering, you know, all of the stuff that we're, we're discovering. Um, so it seems like to me at a certain stage of humanity and maybe each individual's awakening, um the suffering or pain was was what was the catalyst was what got us well at least me uh started and uh we can at some point start to transition which i feel like we are to the happy learner as a course in miracles talks about it um but i have seen you know in contemplating uh being a happy learner um the need to again give up uh the old way of of viewing myself and of viewing spirituality, what it's for. Uh, you know, in the past it would be to um, relieve me of my suffering and pain, which it does, but, you know, in light of this conversation, it has, you know, much more expanded um, use, if you will. Uh, it can be so much more than just relieving one of their pain and, and suffering. Um, and I feel like that's where, you know, we're moving to. It's like kind of crossing that bridge from the pain and suffering kind of spirituality to the, um, yeah, to kind of, um, I don't know, living and continuing to learn, but within the fullness of who we really are, 
fullness and the joy. And that to me is like that when I think of that, that's like a whole new way of being. And so I feel like, oh, I don't know how to do that, but I'm I'm willing to 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 learn. It is really the path of ascension. I mean, it's interesting. This is our class. What we're talking about is the path of ascension, where fear can move us into a readiness to learn state, but it's not the path of ascension. This is the path of ascension. Mm. Richard, say that again. Sorry, I've got a lot of wind out here. I said, uh, let's see if I turn my back to the wind there. Um, I said that uh, it's interesting that we see this as a different way because this is the path to ascension, and this is our class. The path to ascension seems appropriate because fear can move us into a state of being open, more open, but it isn't the state of moving to ascension. The state that we're talking about here is that. So that's what I'm saying. Thank you. It's interesting to me. I mean, I, I've noticed for myself, I, I always come back to, I give the meaning to everything. It's like, for me, the first and second lesson in The Course of Miracles is, is really, says everything. But it's interesting how, I mean, the word, I've noticed in just the word, the word, like the blocks, the blocks to feeling the blocks to God, the blocks to our ascension, or blocks to whatever it is, and and as well, I'm giving that the meaning as well. But when I hear the word cupcakes, it's like it's a cupcake, a block. My block is is that what I, is that what I'm interested in? Is that what um that's a block? I mean. I think that could be everything, could be a block, everything, and that we give any specialness to, which I probably do all the time. (laughs) But I think, like, I think Karen spoke about earlier, being aware, when you talked about your, um, the oven already, and noticed it's every thought that comes into my mind. That I, I'm noticing in the last, well, I probably started months ago, but I couldn't handle all of them. And so I'm getting getting much clearer, so I'm able to see them so much more. Like every thought. I mean, I, I noticed how many people were in the class to begin with, so I had a thought as to what that meant, you know. I thought that oh, people started showing up, and then I thought a lot to what that meant. <laughs> and then, you know, I I just have I can see a thought. I have a thought. I want to make the meaning of everything. Um, and how I mean, and is that bad? It's not a bad thing. That's I mean, 
good and bad as well. I could probably release all that too, but it's helpful um, to see that. that that's what I'm doing. And um, wow, so grateful that um, I'm doing that. And even speaking about it now, maybe you'll help me to, because there's plenty of times in my life when I want to, I'm not interested in that. Um, and just I just um, leaning into the moments of, of when I am, and I think that's the being pulled part in the way too, for me. Yeah, that's such a helpful point, Carla, to remember that everything really is neutral and that we are the ones that have given meaning to everything. And so, you know, you mentioned the cupcakes, so I'm just I'm just thinking here, I'm just contemplating, you know, the cupcakes. Uh the cupcakes are are totally neutral. But what is it, you know, that I have I've made of them? You know, that's your uh, comment has kind of sparked that uh contemplation within me and it's true you know it's it's not the cupcake it's not the sugar it's um what have i made it mean and just you know in this moment what i can come up with what what is evident to me is the cupcake or the sugar it's it's more about you know the internal battle that i'm that i'm engaged in while i'm eating it you know uh, or maybe after i'm eating it uh, you know, I usually really enjoy, but there's, you know, there's some sense of, uh, this is really not what I want. I want it, but I don't want it. You know, it's that that internal conflict. Um, so, you know, in this one small example, I guess that cupcake is uh, representing for me. And so I can look at that a little bit deeper. I'm just going to have to uh, get off the call for a few moments. I'll be right back. Thank you. This is Kazi, and I appreciate what you were saying, Carla. And also, I think that was that was um, Karen, but she had to get off for a minute about making the meaning we make of everything. Because I'm very aware for myself that that when I'm doing that, I'm usually suffering. Um, <laughs> and thinking about the food that it was Karen, right, who was talking about food, about the cupcake? Um, yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, about the cupcake, I was also thinking, yeah, it's it's my beliefs around, Jennifer's been talking about this a lot, around whatever I think I should eat or shouldn't eat. Those are all my meanings I've put to it. And it's whatever that belief I have around a particular food, if I have one, like I'll take the example of the cupcake, and then that I can see how I have such a deep groove of how that's wrong and that's bad. Those are my meanings. And so that um, when it's neutral, it's like it would be no big deal if I just had a cupcake here and there. And a lot of foods have become that way for me, so I actually have a, I have that experience, but I also have some of those foods that I have, I still have a meaning, you know, an intense meaning around them. And so it's suffering, you know, or it's like it's not just eating a cupcake. It's, oh, well, that means this, this, and this, which is all suffering for me, usually. <laughs> so it's really being mindful. 
so I was I was actually very grateful for um, Jennifer uh, inviting us to give up sugar when I opened up that day on Pray and Clear. Because it's like, oh, it just made me, like many of you said, it just made me become very mindful of it and to choose whether I want to be eating that at this time or not. So, yeah, I was grateful for that. The other thing I'll comment on is about the willingness um, because I really did like that class. And I, I actually have been doing quite a bit of willingness work that I'm willing to, like, claim holy relationships. Is what I've been listening to Jennifer's classes on Unity Radio as well, which has been about relationships. And a big thing I want to work on this year is really making all my relationships holy. And so it's, I, ha- I have to choose that again and again, thousands and tens of thousands of times a day. But it's the willingness to be willing to choose it again and again. It was interesting. When I prayed in uh, last, this community call, what, a couple weeks ago, I, I I was trying to do the prayer, the, the one from the book, like, I'm here to be truly willing, to be truly helpful. And for some reason, I said willing, and I didn't have any idea that I said that until I listened to the class later. And I'm like, whoa, I guess that's great, too. Yep. <laughs> but, <laughs> it was a great prayer. You were ahead of the class. We <laughs> were channeling where we were going. <laughs> I guess I can talk about I've um I've liked, you know, when Jennifer invited us. I think it was on MLC class two to you know to uh, text or email your prayer partner your aspiration and then your intention and then your goal for the day um, and I really like doing that because it's made it much more I'm much more accountable to myself and in sharing it I just really it it brings it to the front of my mind again and again and so I'm I'm um, I feel like a lot more things are happening than when I wasn't doing it. I, before I had actually talked to my prayer partners about it, I was doing it by myself because I didn't want to just kind of suddenly, hey, this is what I'm doing <laughs> without talking to them. But um, So I was just doing it myself and, and, you know, like, okay, what is my aspiration today? What is my intention? What are my goals? And it just really did bring a focus to what, what I really want to be choosing and magnetizing what I, I want and energizing it. And I'd like to add to that, Kazi, that what by doing that now, um, it what's happening is that it's nice that somebody else knows my intention and my aspiration and my goal for the day and that I know that there's another person who's who's set an intention to pray for me by me sending it out to them. And I feel less alone. I feel more like even when, you know, throughout the day I go Oh yeah, that's my intention. Oh yeah, my prayer partners are holding that for me too. Yeah, that's a great addition. <laughs> it's so interesting that um, this is 
actually aligned with both. One, the, the former thing I spoke about, how I give the meaning to everything, and and what we're speaking about, the the aspiration, intention, goal. Because when she said that, I'm like, oh, I think I'm, I wasn't willing, and I became willing, and then or seemed more willing, and then I go, and I had this idea, oh, I don't think my prayer partner will be open to that. And it was so interesting because I just, you know, offered it to my her to listen to the class, and then, um, and then it was, she seemed resistant, seemed to me, but I think it was a reflection of myself because actually, um, I kind of toned it down to, well, we can just start with one a week and have the same one, but then. She came the next day. She did it the first day, and she was the initiator. And the next day, she was the initiator. And the next day, she was the initiator. And so, it's so interesting that I was given all the meaning to it, and it wasn't. <laughs> it didn't happen at all, according to how I thought it would. And it was just such. It was like so. It was kind of joyous to me to see that that. <laughs> how funny I gave it this meaning and it was not like that at all. So, wow. I just wanted to mention it. This is Kazi. The other thing that makes me think of is I've been aware of how much um, a lot of times my aspirations and intentions and goals are my actual contract and how much more I'm doing you know, saying my contract aloud to myself. And so, and I know how powerful that is. Sometimes it's not that, but oftentimes it is a big part of my own contract for this year. And so it's really kind of, um, it's just really embedded it in my being. So it's really made it very powerful. But I like what you share, Carla, because I can see uh, the thoughts I I have about it, you know, or whatever thoughts I have that it's reflected right back to me. I mean, I've just been so aware about that, no matter what it is, you know, like the idea that, oh, my prayer partner, well, I this is, I share this. I had this idea that I couldn't, I didn't want to share it with my prayer partners before I talked to them. Like just suddenly this is coming across there. <laughs> I text usually, so they're suddenly getting getting this. So I wanted to wait. But my other, another one of my prayer partners just shared it with his other prayer partners, didn't really wait, and it sounded like it was perfect. So I had this idea that that wouldn't be so good. I didn't ever get to test that out. I, I just waited to talk to them about it. But um, it's always interesting. Whatever we think really is immediately reflected back. I, I've just been so aware of that lately. And people all around me have been sharing examples of that in their own lives. That's not what their their intent has been, but they've been sharing. It was like, oh, my gosh, what we say and do is um, so powerful. Like I have this one friend, her husband has been saying for like 30 years that he would have to sell his house before he retired, and that's what's happening, and that's not what he wants at all at this point. He didn't He didn't really stop and listen to it, and it's like, oh, my gosh. It's just like there's just so many examples that are happening around me in my own life that really makes me want to continue to be dedicated to being vigilant of my thoughts and words all the time. Amen to that. Yeah, beautiful.
for me, sometimes it's so interesting how I think I said the same thing you said just now, Cozy, but in different words, right? It's so amazing how when I said them, they they were like, yeah, that's that's good. And then when you said them back in different words, how much I could feel it and how, like, meaningful it was to me. And I was so great. I'm so grateful for that reflection back where I didn't used to be. I used to be, oh, <laughs> gave that the meaning too. <laughs> but now it's, like, so much more beautiful. Yeah. I guess what else I could share, this is Kazi again, is that um, this week I um, did my vision board and um, and then I shared it with one of my prayer partners and it was really powerful. It Because I, when I was doing my vision board this year, it was really interesting. I had all this judgments about it. <laughs> I've done a vision board many years and I was comparing it to last year's, which I don't know why I was. I mean, I don't know. This is just what was coming up. And I kept thinking, oh, I had better words last year. I had better da-da-da. And I thought, what is this about? I mean, it was very strange. And then I showed it to a friend before I actually showed it to my prayer partner. And she pointed out that in the center of my vision board, um, I haven't got access to Facebook yet when I do, I'll post it. But anyway, is a, a meditator, because I'm a meditator, with, and it's got so much light. I just love this um, picture of one of the and uh, one of my friends points out wow it's really different than last year it has a lot more light and <laughs> I love that picture which is the picture I, I just told you about and um and I thought oh yeah but so now I really I really love my vision board um and what I also have noticed different about it the last last year's and this year's is that it's much more my vision board is about the qualities I want to imbibe, and then the energy, because it's very energetic. It has a lot of colors and a lot of light, and it's much more that than years ago when I made vision boards. It was what things I wanted in the world, you know, like, I don't know, car. It wasn't like a car, but like a garden or things like that, and that's really not what it is about, is for me at this point. Um, but it was very inspiring to do it, and I always I like, I like to keep it in uh, my meditation room where I go a lot to see it, to visually see it a lot. Um, I like the smaller card, but not so well because I put so many words on it that it's kind of hard to see it small. <laughs> but anyway, I guess I'm just sharing because I really found it very helpful and it was really um, very um, affirming and energizing to share with uh, one of my prayer partners. We did FaceTime where we could show each other our vision boards, and it was very, I, 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 I just put that out there that some people might want to try it. It was very empowering. Did everybody go asleep? Is anybody there? <laughs> I'm there. Oh, okay. Appreciate what you're saying. I'm working on mine. I'll tell you what. I didn't do a vision board last year. It was the first year I didn't have a vision board for many years. And it was, 
to me, it was the most chaotic year without having my vision board. And I didn't have a contract either. That was the first year I didn't do that. And um, I, both the contract and the vision board are truly, um, they're, they take a lot of energy in the beginning. But then it's such a great reference to be able to go back to and see and just for even two seconds or one second and see your contract or see your vision board and just be assured that this is what your intention is and that you said it. And so thank you for reminding me to do a vision board because I had a, I don't have access to my art supplies. And so I was thinking I wasn't going to do a vision board this year, but then I can always just use... Um, you know, markers and stuff. Yeah. And I don't know if you're a printer, but you can get a lot of things off the Internet. You may not have that, but you know there's always ways. Yes, I do. Yeah. I do have that. And I, I've i never used the Internet for a vision board. I was always one that got 40,000 magazines from everybody in the neighborhood and all my friends and then <laughs> just go through them and cut out the pictures. But the Internet's a whole lot faster. I did both. I have I have pictures of both. Mine is an actual physical board, but there was a lot of things that I wanted that I couldn't find, so I in a magazine. So anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. But thank you for sharing what you said because it really it just reaffirmed to me how like it just takes a moment to look at it, but it really takes you to that you know what your what our intention is or our contract is. It's powerful. Right, it could just shift the energy of whatever I'm feeling if it's a negative thought, right? Yeah. It just shift it right then. I don't think I've made a vision board the last couple of years because I'm, I'm really attached. It's <laughs> interesting listening. I, I'm I'm kind of like my original vision board. Like, oh, I love it so much. <laughs> I don't want to make another one. And uh... <laughs> Well, it's, you can trust that, you know, because, like, uh, for two years, let's see, two this is Kazi again. In 2012, at the end of the year, I made a vision board, and I kept it for two and a half years because it, it was, still was what was happening in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and, and like it wasn't, and I kept using that board, and it really like I still have it around. It's like, but it's it, and so really, I for myself, I always trust that when it's time to change, or if it's not, that I you know like to really. I mean, I think that's what Jennifer's also been really teaching us. It's really tuning in and listening and what is, you know, like entrusting those messages. And maybe at this, well, so maybe it's not changing at all. Or for myself, sometimes I've added some additional words or pictures to a, an existing one. But I, but like I said, I had one that I didn't do anything to for two and a half years. I think I will take it out and look at it. But I just realized it's like, uh, Five after ten, and I didn't yes. know. If, um, and so 
Um, I really I was enjoying that talking, and I really love, um, you know, the connection. And so I definitely <laughs> hesitate, hesitate to to pull it to a close. But I do want to invite anybody who hasn't spoken or prayer requests. Um, definitely want those. If if anybody has any that want to offer a request or whatever. This is Kazi. I have a prayer request for healing energy for my husband. He's um, got the crud that everybody's been having for, so healing energy for him. His name's Fritz. This is Anna Marie again. I have a prayer request. I would like to have healing energy for one of my sons. I think it would be very, very helpful. This is Rich. I, I, I would like to ask, uh, I have a prayer request for some healing with our niece that's sort of estranged from the family, and um, we try to pray for us and for her and the invisible. Her name is Carrie. I have a prayer request. This is Christine. And it's for knowing today that all is truly well, no matter what appearances are. I'm having serious computer issues, and I live by the computer, and I don't want to go into fear and frustration anymore. I just would like to know that no matter what's happening, all is truly well with all of this. I guess um, as well, I want to. I always have very similar prayer requests for clarity because that seems so helpful and powerful to me. Clarity. I'm so willing. Clarity. So I'm praying. So prayer requests for that. And uh, again, uh, I want to offer. That anybody anybody has um, a welling up in their heart or or a desire um, to pray out, um, so uh, open to that. Okay, so. Uh, Pray out, and um, we're just going to connect in with our heart, which is really connecting in with all our hearts, because we are one. 
so willing, so willing to discover, so willing to release, so willing to become willing to let go of any attachments we have, any meaning we're making of anything, and willing to become aligned with our our true self, with God, with the um, the willingness of the world, the direction of the world, because that's what it is. That's what we're moving in, and that's when we become, when we shift ourselves, when we become willing. We are changing the world. Is when we change ourselves, when we choose again, when we notice a thought or a grievance or a, a judgment, and we notice anything and we choose again, that is changing ourselves and that is assisting the world and its path and, it's, and all our willingness become closer to ourselves and our God self. So glad, so so grateful, so so happy that 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 spark, that light within us that can't that can never die, that is always there, that is growing bigger, that is that we are fanning the flames of, which each choice, which each loving thought, with each willingness to to go somewhere which we resist but we are willing to, to maybe take a baby step because all those baby steps become become more become giant steps become something that we can't envision of when we begin but with all of us together moving us helping us, connecting with each person in our life and know that those, those, they are helping us. Each irritant is helping us to choose again. I'm so grateful that all those, all those seem to be outside of ourselves, which are actually a reflection to us to help us, to lead us, to teach us, be our student in in teaching us. It's all, all one, all beautiful, all so, so much more than words can describe. It's so full and it is in us in our heart, in those moments when we, when it doesn't seem like it's there, it is there. And we are growing that in ourselves every moment. Thank you. Thank you for for letting that out. Thank you for showing up and, and reflecting that into myself. Thank you for helping the world. Thank you for helping me grow. Thank you, all of us, 
because we are, we are one. We are one. Becoming light, growing in the light. We are the light. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for thanks for a great call. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.